Pull those belts tight, put on your helmet, and grab a gear. It's time for another high-speed episode of Race Chaser Media's Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu. Training for a better life. Let's throw the green and send it to the hosts in the studio. I have a funny feeling that this show is either going to be the best idea we've ever had, or by the end of it, I'm going to just want to run and hide in the corner. But we'll see. Anyway, welcome to Motorsports Madness. It has been a long time since uh, I've had a show without Tom being on it, which is odd in itself, but we've assembled a cast of thousands, or in this case three, to help pick up the slack and make it happen, all of which are very familiar. Uh, the High Point Hustlers are back with us, uh, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada, and uh, I, I don't want to say he's replacing Tom, but filling Tom's chair for the night, Seth Eggert is back with us, and that's a good thing because we have a, a, a very interesting show, and we also have a guest that that Seth and I are going to have fun chatting with a little bit later on in the show. But I think more importantly, to uh, start the show off, Seth, considering it's been a while since you've been at the roundtable, hi, welcome back. Thank you. Thank you for having me. (laughs) It's been, that's been one of those weird things where just scheduling didn't cooperate and WSIC was not, just a lot of things didn't necessarily work in tandem to be able to get you back in until now. It's not because of a lack of trying, certainly, but uh, I think it's a good time to do it now that we're finally done with Speed Weeks and away from, well, again, I, I, I hate sounding like that's a bad thing but we we've moved on from daytona and we're going to the other side of florida this weekend so all in all a lot of things to get to i think tonight yeah and it'll be interesting especially uh with us going well the series going to homestead and i believe i may have just cut somebody off so i'll apologize oh no not, well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to say rookie mistake because you've been here before, but you've been off for a little while. So we'll get we'll forgive you, especially because it's during the opening segment. Anyhow, what we have to get to tonight is conversation about Miami, which is a good thing because it's been uh, not uh, about seven, eight months since we were last at Homestead for a NASCAR weekend. We get Xfinity conversation. We get Cup conversation. We also get a chat with... Uh, professional-level iRacer Vicente Salas out of California, who's going to join us in the second hour of the show tonight, late edition, but he'll get to talk about his recent exploits in starting off the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series season and some karting out there in the Golden State as well. However, before we do that, we have to step aside, take a commercial break, so we're going to do that and come back with more madness right after these words. You own a performance car, and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their car, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. 
Ballin Street? Girlin Street! <gasps> it's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Ty Ingram, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, joined by Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, and Seth Eggert. And boy, my brain is already... I, I, I almost referenced Tom already because it's just a reflex. He is not here. He is off in parts... Un, I don't want to say parts unknown, but he has other obligations to tend to tonight. And uh, wherever he be out in the Mooresville slash Statesville area, he's having probably as much fun as we're about to have on this show. So we'll uh, we'll we'll try not to run the train too far off the tracks. But anyway, this show is a little crazy by nature. So uh, we'll we'll kind of showcase that throughout the show and I will uh, go around the table and start with a softball for all of you, especially because uh, Seth and I kind of commanded the opening segment inadvertently. Noah and Peter, sorry about that. Um are you surprised that, that you can be a, a, a yes or no and offer explanation? Are you surprised at Christopher Bell's win on the Daytona road course from last Sunday? We'll start with Noah. Oh, yeah, I am surprised. Uh, you know, I, I thought that Christopher Bell, he's he's got a great team behind him now. Adam Stevens heading over from Kyle Busch and that whole 18 team from last year. That's a championship winning team. Um, I'm not surprised that he won this season i did think that was gonna happen but i am surprised that his first win came at the daytona road course did not expect that and uh, and we know it wasn't just some spur of the moment win because christopher was probably the fastest guy out there um other than chase elliott maybe and and he was coming even even before chase had issues so um good good run for christopher bell and i do want to add to this point that um jacob you mentioned at the start of the show this could either be great or crazy and the only difference here is seth so i'm gonna go with the crazy side i don't know no i'm kidding uh but peter christopher bell winning what do you think 
in the moment, I was certainly surprised, but thinking back on it after sleeping on it for a couple days, I think that it isn't really that much of a surprise. We saw him really come into his own on road courses in Xfinity competition. He got that win a couple years ago at Road America, and we saw Chase Briscoe's first Xfinity Series win also come on a road course, another dirt racing ace. So there might be something to translate from dirt to turning right and left on road courses. Plus, Joe Gibbs Racing, I thought, would win, if not Chase Elliott last Sunday. So I can't say I'm too surprised that Bell got the W. And, and for me, uh, kind of like Peter, at first I was surprised, and then after a little while, uh, I wasn't as much, and the main reason why is, uh, for one, his talent level, and for another, uh, a strange fact that only applies to Christopher Bell, but uh, his second race in his second uh, full-time season, uh, Trucks Expanding Cup, he goes on to win. So, this is his second season, and it was the second race, so I guess the stars just had to line up for him. Okay, that's the kind of weird stat that I would pull out at the round table. Bravo, Seth. You've been away, but you've not forgotten how this works. For me, I was not surprised at all, other than maybe the whole, you know, Chase Elliott getting, uh, you know, I don't, again, not screwed out of the win, because we'll, we'll get to that discussion later, but uh, other than Chase Elliott not winning, I was not surprised that Christopher Bell did win, because of the fact that when we went to the Daytona Road Course last August, even though he didn't necessarily get the result, that was one of his better race tracks and races all year long. He's always been pretty stout on road courses in his NASCAR endeavors um, and had the win in the Xfinity Series at, I want to say, Road America, I think it was, um, from a couple of years ago. So um, I I know he's obviously got the acumen to get the job done. That was not a surprise to me. However, it funnels into the next. Were you surprised, gentlemen? Um, Noah, <laughs> were you surprised that Chase Elliott did not win at the end of the day? Yeah. I mean, look, how can you not be surprised? He's definitely the favorite when we go into any road courses now, um, but especially... Uh, those Roval type configurations, we seen him have really good success on on Charlotte's Roval as well. So uh, I did expect him to win the Daytona Road Course, and I think um, if a few more things went his way, he would have maybe gotten that W. But obviously, uh, you know, in a long race, you see a lot of elements, and we certainly had that on Sunday. So um, so I was surprised that he didn't win, Peter. Uh, Noah, I told you this pre-race on last Sunday that Chase Elliott would not win, so I hate to toot my own horn, but I did think a Gibbs car would beat him. Now, I didn't think it'd be Bell. Bell would have been the fourth of four Gibbs cars I'd have picked to beat him, but I thought Elliott's streak on road courses would have to come to an end at some point this year, and yeah, he had by far the best car on Sunday. He won stage one pretty handedly, nearly won stage two, and if not for that controversial caution coming out late with about 15 laps to go for rain i think he'd have won the race outright but he just had a bad pit stop under that caution lost track position bell gained position and that's all she wrote that's what evidently won the race for christopher bell so just bad luck on the part of the nine team i can't really say i'm shocked that elliot's uh, golden horseshoe on road courses uh ran dry this time and just to tag on to to that, uh, did I think he was going to win uh, again on the road course? 
uh, also, yeah, I mean, in our fantasy, I had picked him, and who didn't pick him for fantasy in general, it seems like. Uh, no matter where you looked, everybody was picking him. But that being said, his streak does come to an end four road course races in a row, I believe. And it's on three different tracks, Watkins Glen, Charlotte Roval, and the Daytona road course, uh, which when Gordon had his streak years ago, it was only at Sonoma and Watkins Glen. So in some senses, uh, they both are significant streaks, just different in different ways. Uh, as far as that caution is concerned, I do have some thoughts on it. And in my eyes, it actually wasn't as controversial as it seemed. And I'm sure we'll get to that a little later. I'll let y'all get to it right now. My two cents is, yes, I was surprised Chase didn't win, but I'll leave that to the uh, rules conversation. Um, we know that by the rule book, Noah, they called it the right way. However... <laughs> The, I think the debate has been here, is it a good rule? And my response to that is I think it's something that needs to be looked at going forward, especially considering we, you know, we let these guys choose when they feel like rain tires need to go on in every other road course racing series in the world. Why can't we do it in NASCAR? Yeah, Jacob, you know, as we go on, maybe we will start to look at that more um, as we get more road course races, especially those in the rain under our belts. Um, you know, we haven't raced in the rain a lot in NASCAR. It's more of a, a new type of deal. I mean, we have seen some in the past, but but uh, we've seen more, especially recently. Um, and and like, you, like you said, it's a rule that's put in place um, by NASCAR's discretion on the track. Um, so that teams do have a one caution period where NASCAR says, okay, go and get your change your tires if you want to. This is your chance, but we're not going to put it out for rain moving forward unless it's substantial. Um, you know, as a safety issue, eventually, if it's bad enough, you're going to go put rain tires on. Um, now, I understand NASCAR's desire to uh, try to limit wrecks or, or things like that by people trying to stay out on slicks and maybe that's their opportunity since they didn't want to lose time they don't know who's pitting and and all that you could get in all the technicalities but like you mentioned jacob other series um you know the teams find their time when they need to put on tires and it's honestly uh it, it just all comes down to really what you want to risk and so i think maybe at some point we'll get to a time where nascar allows the teams to make those choices but i think it's just such an early process still with uh the lack of rain races that we've seen on road courses that nascar felt it was necessary to give the opportunity for them to come and change tires if they want to and to say hey we're not going to do this um if it does downpour later on peter yeah, Jacob, you took my point straight out of my head. By the letter of the rule book, NASCAR made 100% the right decision. The only reason this caution is controversy is because it ultimately cost Chase Elliott the win. I mean, if they don't call that caution and Chase or whoever else in the field slips up in a wet spot and pounds a wall and that ends their day, then this is as much a controversy, if not more so, because them holding the yellow flag would have, equally cost someone their chance at the win. So it's a very tough uh, spot that race control was put in with 15 laps to go on Sunday, but I think they made the right call. If I was in the flag stand or in the race control tower, I'd have made the same call and waved that yellow flag. Just, I think it's controversial because of circumstances around it, not because of the rule itself. All right, we'll get to more coming up after this break. Be right back. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Motorsports Sales Professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. Is your job sucking the life out of you? Wake up. You can do something else. Information technology. I know what you're thinking, but I'm not a math and science person. No problem and no excuses. Because it's not rocket science, it's My Computer Career. Go to mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation today. You can start your new life as an IT pro in as little as four months. Mycomputercareer.edu, that's mycomputercareer.edu. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Reed Sorensen. Racing has been a part of me and my family for as long as I can remember. I had to make tough choices early on to get to the top. It took hard work and dedication. But it's those tough choices that help me prepare for challenges I would face as a cup driver. Make the right choices today and be ready for the challenges tomorrow. This message is brought to you by the U.S. Air Force. Hi, this is Spencer Boyd, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. More on them a bit later. Jacob Seelman joined by Peter Strada, Noah Lewis, and Seth Eggert tonight, and we will be joined a little later in the program by California's Vicente Salas, who is part of the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series, as well as a fairly accomplished carter out in his home state. So we'll chat with the West Coaster coming up at the top of the hour. Right now, however, we ran out of time before our last break, and Seth had thoughts on the caution that everybody questioned uh, whether it should have been called or not. We, we discussed last segment that by the rulebook, NASCAR made the 
the right call when it started raining in one portion of the track. However, Seth, your thoughts on the idea that people have posed that maybe we should let these guys just come in and choose when to put rain tires on themselves without throwing a yellow. I mean, heck, if IMSA can do it. I mean, I agree uh, it should be allowed. That being said, based on the rule book, the way it's currently written, NASCAR followed the rule book. There wasn't anything different from what happened in Montreal uh, somewhere about 12 years ago now. Uh, the first time NASCAR in its modern era raced in the rain uh, in a points race, which was the nationwide series at that time. Uh, so it's not unheard of for them to call caution when they did. They also did, I believe, at Road America when Brendan Gaughan won a few years ago in the Nationwide Series. So there is a precedent for that. That being said, uh, it was actually only raining in a handful of corners. And depending on which driver you asked, some did say it was raining, whether it was in turn two, turn three, turn four, while others... Uh, have insisted that there was no rain whatsoever, including Chase Elliott. So it might also be a issue of timing when they went through the corner when it rained or when it wasn't raining. It's an interesting take. W would you advocate to change the rule, though? I I would down the road. Uh, it's just I don't know if you want to really change that rule mid-season. That's my only issue. Granted, we had the choose rule come in midseason. We've had other rule changes midseason, including no racing back to the yellow, including double file restarts. However, I'd want to see that and a local caution uh, at least experimented with in, say, the truck series or the Xfinity series. I wouldn't want it thrown into the Cup series immediately. So I was interested, actually. Uh, they talked about this on SiriusXM NASCAR Radio earlier in the week, uh, Noah, about how Scott Miller came on and basically said, look, we didn't see, you know, particularly in the cup race, hardly any situations that would have warranted a local yellow. And his, his response to the idea of a local yellow is, we don't want our safety vehicles on the racetrack with any chance of a car at full speed. And that's why they haven't, uh, you know, explored the idea of a local yellow situation more I it, once he explained it like that I really actually agree agree with what Scott said I know the full course yellows at these road courses do make it tedious sometimes when you get in a stretch like the truck race Friday night where it isn't exactly pretty but I, I get the point you re it, it really is a very tough particularly at the Daytona road course it's a tough ask to get safety equipment and safety vehicles in a place where they could be safe to be you know near the racing surface and under a local yellow situation yeah that's exactly right Jacob and and like you said we talk about Daytona road course Charlotte Roval uh, these are these are tracks that are converted the infield part uh, are converted into road course sections and we don't really have as many openings and, and the certainly is a tight area back there so when you've got a, a big stock car headed toward you um, and you're trying to help someone off in the grass there's no guarantee that, uh, that that car may come off and hit a safety truck or hit something, God forbid. So um, it, it's really, really a hard deal. Maybe it's somewhere like Road America, places where um, we can maybe have local yellows if they're in a far enough location. We have a lot of runoff in those, those courses um, and, and a lot of cutouts in the walls that they're prepared for that type of situation. So maybe we could see that in, in something like a full road course. Um, 
But like you said, it is a scary situation when you think of these fast-moving stock cars uh, coming at you and you're trying to help someone with a local yellow. And uh, I don't know, Peter. It just it seems to me that um, there's no real win-win situation and, and that uh, that if we do something about it, that I think that we'd probably uh, need to do that on a full road course, not a roval. Of course, adding local yellows on a road course is just opening Pandora's box and adding more gray areas in terms of what can or can't drivers do in a sector that is under a local yellow. I mean, ultimately, a NASCAR Cup race has double the vehicles of an IndyCar or a Formula One race. So there's double the chances for a driver to mess something up or a car to potentially hit a safety vehicle or a safety worker. And just looking at the report of the race that happened Sunday, there were only two cautions called for multi-car incidents. So of eight cautions total, only two maybe could have been a local yellow. So this seems like people trying to fix a problem that isn't really there. I think on purpose-built road courses like Road America, maybe local yellows would work, but certainly not on a combination oval road course, roval like Daytona or like Charlotte. Now, like I said, I would like to see NASCAR at least experiment or entertain the idea, but not in the Cup Series, uh, not immediately, like I had said. Uh, In the Truck Series, however, if we go back to Friday night, which is where this topic actually came up, of all the cautions that came out in the Truck Series, I think two, maybe three of them could have been a local yellow if we had, say, IMSA-style rules or something like that. However... For one, we're not sports cars, we're not IndyCar, we're not Formula 1. And the style of cars that go through uh, local yellows, typically, uh, if they do hit a safety vehicle, depending on the series, it's either going to injure the driver or it's going to injure the safety workers. In NASCAR, the cars are so safe, they're not likely to injure a driver if they hit a safety vehicle. I mean, let's look at uh, a few years ago. I believe it was one of the Bassets that hit uh, one of the sweeper trucks at Iowa. The the car was destroyed, but he was fine. So there is a present in NASCAR for trucks and cars hitting safety vehicles. And I'm trying not to bring up Daytona 2012, which I'm sure people will think of, but that particular one, uh, Juan Pablo Montoya, was because the truck arm broke going down turn three, not because he lost control. Yeah, Seth, and, and also we have to point out, too, that it wouldn't just be the vehicles at risk. It'd be the the actual safety workers that are out and trying to uh, maybe pull a car out of the, out of the dirt or, or something along those lines. You know, we saw on the truck race on Friday, which, like you said, brought up a lot of these points. Um, that it seemed, and we don't know, obviously drivers may stall a truck or a car on purpose um, to hope for the yellow to come out, but we did see a lot of stalled trucks, and uh, and that's right in the middle of the racing surface at times, and that's really why NASCAR had to bring out the full yellow is because that, those trucks couldn't get going. Another point I'd like to think of, Jacob, is just, um, you know, when we have state, we have we race for stage points, and I know NASCAR wants to get us back to green and finish out a stage under green. But when we have these long road course yellows, I just feel that we should run them out. Um, 
in regard to the stage because if we're going right back from green to yellow within a lap is it really worth it to race that stage out to me no and and this leads into the other discussion i wanted to have during this segment and y'all will have to be a little quick about it because we're inside three minutes to go but um back around the table stage breaks at road court or stage cautions rather at road courses do we need to, is it time to do away with them is it time to consider finding a way to do away with them noah I'd say yes. You know, road courses give us enough strategy as it is. We can count the stages at the laps as they cross the line. That doesn't have to change. Um, but I think that we have enough strategy. And I honestly think that stages have kind of hurt the strategy at road courses over the years, Peter. Yes, stages have hurt strategy at road courses. But ultimately, stages are their purpose is to have TV commercial timeouts and radio to be under caution laps and not under green flag laps. And I'd hate to miss green flag laps under commercial at a higher rate than we already do. So I'd say keep the cautions. Meanwhile, the way I look at it is do something similar to what ARCA is currently doing and the standalone Xfinity and truck series races last year uh, have two caution laps and basically have a five minute break uh, for everybody to pit that way, you're not wasting the laps. Yes, it, it will add a little bit of time to the race, but you're not wasting the laps and you get more green flag racing in theory. I agree with that. It's funny that you bring that up, Seth, because does anybody remember the inaugural season of uh, what was then the NASCAR Super Truck Series presented by Craftsman? We, we, didn't have, uh, we, we, we didn't have live pit stops. We had competition breaks, as Seth mentioned, the five, minute, uh, five minutes for everybody to come down pit road uh, and, and do their work and not necessarily lose positions. We didn't have live pit stops. And, and if we want to... Uh, if we want to try and minimize the amount of green flag time lost at road courses, I would definitely recommend something like that. I mean, obviously, we've done it before. Why not uh, see if we can't bring it back and do it again? But something of that nature to be able to still get your, your commercial time in and not have to waste the laps that we waste uh, um, under caution for those uh, for those two stage breaks. I just think, uh, as Noah mentioned earlier, there's a lot of strategy that can be uh, that can be gained or lost there, and it's just one of those situations where I'd like to uh, like to see that be something that maybe we can look at going forward into the 2022 season, especially if we continue to have uh, road courses at the the clip that we have right now. You know, six or seven road courses in the Cup Series, and the amount of road courses we have in the Xfinity Series. It's time to, to figure out how to make that show because it's a predominant part of the schedule the best it possibly can be. With that, we're going to get ready to step aside and take another commercial break. But don't go anywhere except maybe get a drink because more Motorsports Madness is up right after this. When do you think of a plumber? Like most people, even if it's an emergency, you can be confident about who will arrive to help you. For quality and reliability, count on someone you can trust. Call on the plumbing services of Hague Quality Water of Maryland. Plumbing doesn't have to be an emergency. We handle all kinds of preventative maintenance, too. Hague Quality Water of Maryland is family-owned here in Annapolis since 1993. For a refreshing choice, call us at 888-84-WATER or visit us online. Here at Lewis Meineke, we're more than just your average car care center. Hey, it's Dave, your neighbor from Lewis Meineke. Whether you need an oil change, brakes, tires, or anything under the hood, we've got you covered. Take advantage of our free check engine light service as well. Yes, free. And don't forget about our free shuttle service. Never stress, we'll take care of the rest. On with life. 
Give us a call at Lewis Meineke, 302-827-2054. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Do you love the sound of high-revving motors and the smell of burning rubber? Do you want to get your car sideways right at the ragged edge of control? If you've always wanted to try drifting or learn to improve your drifting skills, Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier motorsports facility, has the expert instructors and the specialized track to teach you how to drift and the skills necessary to drift competitively. From skid pad to open sessions, Summit Point Motorsports Park has the safe and open environment that allows drifters of all skill levels, new to intermediate, to get sideways and smoking. With a focus on safety and the skill set necessary to drift competitively, Summit Point Motorsports Park's Drift Nirvana is just the thing for you. Call for your reservation today, 304-725-8444. Or for more information, go online, summitpoint-race com or you can email them at office at bsrinc.com drift nirvana getting you sideways the right way if you own a gun you have a full-time responsibility when you aren't using it be sure it can't get into the hands of curious children troubled teenagers a thief or anyone else who might misuse it your family friends and neighbors are all counting on you remember always lock it up For more information on firearm storage safety, visit ncpc.org. This message brought to you by the National Crime Prevention Council, the Bureau of Justice Assistance, and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Ross Chastain. You're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strata, Seth Egger with you. Uh, Tom Baker is off this evening in uh, handling other obligations, but as uh, we've heard mentioned a couple of times, this show brought to you in part by mycomputercareer.edu, which is your IT professionals. And uh, what do you need to know in order to begin your career in IT? At My Computer Career, they know the world of information technology is vast and can be overwhelming, especially to people just starting out or looking to change careers. But that does not mean an IT career is out of reach, whether it's a first career, second career, or just a change in career. At My Computer Career, They offer an in-depth education and hands-on learning that will transform you from an IT beginner to a skilled and certified specialist. Financial aid is available at any of their campuses, including the GI Bill, so don't wait. Start your journey in IT today. Visit mycomputercareer.edu. It is training for a better life. And we are continuing to talk about the Daytona Road Course here on Motorsports Madness. We've talked a bunch about the Cup Series, and uh, 
it's interesting because tonight, tonight's show is without Tom, and I can't totally take credit for this because Peter brought it up. I, I knew the stat offhand, but uh, Peter brought up during the break that uh, this is the first NASCAR Cup Series season to open with two first-time winners since 1950, the second, uh, the second year of the Premier Series, and it seems like it's been about that long since there was a Motorsports Madness episode without Tom on it. So I don't know whether uh, I don't know whether we're uh, we're joking that he's getting old or what the deal is there. But we uh, we miss Tom and he'll be back next Thursday. That being said, there is a very realistic possibility that we could, for the first time since 1949, the very first year of what is now the Cup Series, have three first-time winners to open the season because there are Noah a couple of drivers that I think could break through and get their first career win on Sunday afternoon in Miami. If you were going to pick one of those drivers, who would it be and why? The easy one here, I think Tyler Reddick, and that's just because we've seen him run really well there. I think maybe he finished fourth, uh, if I'm not mistaken, last year at Homestead. Somebody correct me if I'm wrong, but but Tyler Reddick, we know he can get up on that wall just like a Kyle Larson can, and, uh, and I think he will be a, a very good pick come Sunday, Peter. Well, you took my first pick of Tyler Reddick, so I'll go Mads Benedetto. Both both drivers who have won so far this season have a history with Levine Family Racing, as does Benedetto, so I'd like to see that trifecta completed. It'd also be win 100 for the Wood Brothers, which would be really, really cool to see. I'm not sure if, Seth, have the Wood Brothers ever won at Miami? I don't think they have. I believe that's one of the few tracks they've not won at, okay. especially with their history. Uh yeah, Miami's only been on the schedule for about 20 years now, maybe a little bit longer. And no, they have not won there. Interesting. All right. So it would be a first in multiple ways. Anyway, I didn't mean to cut you off. That was just one of those Peter brought it up. I was like, wait a minute. I don't think the 21's ever broken through at Miami. So, Well, my pick uh, for a first-time winner would also be an upset, too, because this driver is one of two that have finished in the top 10 in both races this year. <laughs> One being Michael McDowell, the other one without a charter, Ryan Priest. If they can pull off that kind of an upset, man, heads would roll. It they it would, and and Noah, I think uh, to add to that, that would be big because it would be the first time an open team has uh, has won a race to get into the playoffs too, which would be just about unprecedented in the uh, in the current charter era of the Cup Series. Oh, gosh, yes. I mean, that would be huge for Ryan Priest, that entire team who went into the year with so much uncertainty on if they'd even be at every racetrack because of not having a charter this season. And look at what he's done, Jacob. I think that Ryan Priest, we've learned, works pretty well under pressure because two straight top tens and, uh, and that guy's look as fast as he's ever been despite everything going on over there. And real quick uh, on that, Back when Ryan Blaney was driving for the Wood Brothers without a charter, uh, there was actually a question if he were to win a race with how well he was running at that time, would NASCAR guarantee them a start, uh, A, in the playoffs, and B, in every race, since they were an uncharted team? And the explanation was they would uh, guarantee any non-chartered team that's running full-time with a full-time driver that is eligible for the playoffs a starting spot until they uh, fall out of the playoffs. 
which I think makes a lot of sense. But right now, with the uh, with the way the performance uh, matrix sets the starting grid and the points start the grid, I don't think there's really any concern at that point, Peter, because we know if Ryan Priest can keep this clip up, his points are going to be far and away, um, coroner points for that 37, far and away enough to keep them in the field every week for the rest of the year. And that's if we get back to full fields. I mean, we've only got 38 cars on the entry list this weekend at Miami, so you're not looking at a full field scenario where he would be at risk of, of being bumped. That's a great point. Ryan Priest is only at risk of being bumped if at least 41 cars show up to a race. So with his current pace, like you said, I don't see him in jeopardy of losing that spot based on the performance metric or based on just his performance overall. Uh, one thing that I did, was reminded of just now, uh, just think of how insanely Brad Doherty would celebrate if that 37 were to go to victory lane. It'd be right up there with AJ Allmendinger winning at Watkins Glen six years ago. Oh my goodness. I, I would love to. Now, that being said, the question is, because I think right now they're only allowing one car owner, is whether uh, whether Brad would be the car owner inside the racetrack or whether uh, Tad Geschechter would be the one inside the racetrack. So... <laughs> Oh, man. It, it's been a lot of fun to uh, to talk about the potential scenarios and I think has generated some great conversation. Noah makes a good point in our chat, though, too. And this kind of can transition away from just the Cup Series uh, if we're looking at it about halfway through this segment, that Marcus Limonis has stepped up across the board to help, you know, and offer to help several drivers in multiple levels of NASCAR's three national series right now. He, uh, he dropped the Twitter conversation uh, to start with Sheldon Creed there. He's backing Daniel Suarez this weekend. Camping World is uh, for track house racing um, at Homestead, Miami. I mean, we know Marcus is a just avid supporter of motorsports in general, but what we've seen him do here of late and how he wants to step up and make sure that drivers who are performing have the funding they need to be able to go out and continue to succeed has been awesome to see i've loved it oh most definitely i mean look marcus has even branched out into nhra and given them a helping hand and it's just been amazing to see um how much he's really cared about the sport and motorsports in general all across the board um, premier sponsor of the truck series and branching out to so many different teams marcus is a uh, is a true racing fan and you can tell yeah, Marcus is definitely helping drivers who need it and who deserve a little bit of financial backing to get to the racetrack. I mean, there's so many Camping World or Gander Outdoors cars at this point. They're they're almost a premier partner of the Cup Series, just like how there's so many cars sponsored by Bass Pro Shops. It's a very similar situation for both companies. And just to add to that, uh, not only is Marcus Limonis and Camping World stepping up, but let's not forget uh, Brent Powell of Plan B Sales and Marketing, the Diecast uh, Warehouse, which uh, they're sponsoring Brett Moffat, Ryan Truex, uh, Jesse Little, I believe they're working on a deal with, uh, Noah Gregson and others. So it's not just Limonis. We almost have two or three people with Jacob Companies as well uh, that are sponsoring anyone and everyone just trying to help get everybody a chance at the track. It's been great to see, and uh, one of you guys mentioned Bass Pro Shops earlier with Johnny Morris and what he's done between Austin Dillon, Ty Dillon, uh, Martin Truex Jr. We saw it with Jamie McMurray 
a few years ago. So, uh, you know, there, there's some of these businessmen that really are, uh, as we say, putting their money where their mouth is, and it's awesome to see. Now, with that, I'm going to use the Camping World conversation to transition over to the Truck Series and ask you gentlemen to grade Friday night's truck race on the Daytona Road Course on a scale of 1 to 10, Noah. Oh, yes, the truck race. Uh, I would give it a about a C plus Jacob and or uh, Peter and and that's just because we did see some intensity within the racing but we also saw a little uh over aggression we definitely saw that and we did, we saw some crazy elements we had some weather in that race and and a lot of cautions and and the list goes on and on on what you can complain about but also uh, there's a there's a pretty stout list of of what you may have appreciated about that race. We did have a a good race all the way to the finish. We didn't know. We, I think we had what, three overtimes. We didn't know who was going to come out on the on the upper hand of that. Ben Rhodes going two in a row. That's a cool storyline as well. So I, I would give it a C plus just because there were um, there were on both sides of of the list on what you could say was kind of bad and what you could say kind of was kind of good. Um, it certainly had its fair share of both, Peter. I'll be a little nicer than Noah. I'll give uh, Friday night's truck race a B, not a B plus or minus, just a solid B down the middle because I was entertained coming to the checkers because John Hunter Nemechek, he lost oil pressure, lost fuel pressure earlier in that race, and yet somehow worked his way methodically back up into the top five. I believe he finished second, and that that alone was just an amazing recovery from that Kyle Busch Motorsports 4 team that I didn't foresee. Ben Rhodes, him going two for two to start the season that's great for the thor sport team there were a lot of great storylines coming to the finish of that race i it honestly reminded me a lot of the xfinity race last year on the charlotte roval and just how crazy wild and unpredictable it was i'd give it an 8.5 out of 10 and john hunter finished third not second uh i will say that uh i do also have to make this joke jacob is asking us to grade it knowing full well that my day job when I'm not covering motorsports is working as an administrator at Mitchell Community College here in Mooresville. Yes, so why, why, actually... why else do you think that I asked the question the way I did? <laughs> so, I, hey, I had to make the joke. But uh, honestly, I'd give it a C-. Uh, again, like Noah, like Peter were saying, there were a lot of pluses, there were a lot of minuses. Some of the minuses that I'm going to point out is just the way the broadcast was uh, because they were so focused on the two or three leaders the entire race they missed the big incident between Hosevar and uh, Ryan Truex coming off pit road which caused a lengthy caution they missed several other incidents and they missed uh, Jet Nolan crashing in the front stretch chicane on the final lap to bring out the race-ending caution, and they never even showed his destroyed truck, uh, or stalled truck for that matter. So uh, they just kind of let the NASCAR fandom and the NASCAR audience down, which is one of the reasons why so many people were bashing this race and were bringing up the fact of local yellows, because they weren't showing everything. I've got to agree with Seth on that. I was actually uh, legitimately surprised at the blunders that 
were, you know, just missed on the broadcast or the pieces that were left unfilled during the course of the broadcast. It was very, I, I was I was surprised, like I said, uh, because you don't normally see that, particularly from, from Fox's group. I recognize that all the, the broadcast companies right now are a little bit short-staffed and it's, you know, been difficult to put people everywhere they need to be in order to catch everything, but I feel like uh, especially with the amount of places where something can go wrong um, in terms of the Daytona Road Course, this was one of those places where kind of having to be short-staffed shown through, so I'm not necessarily, I'm not casting blame because I don't know how much they could have uh, really done to alleviate the problem any more than they did. I think that was just a case where some things were going to fall through the cracks and uh, you know you just kind of learn from it and hope to move on as best you can but that being said we do have to step aside take another break we'll be back with more motorsports madness right after this how to be a great dad in 15 seconds bike ride go fish walk in the park phone call milkshake play catch picnic fly a kite tell jokes laugh talk read a story tell a story bumper car swing set bowling pillow fight cut loose stay tight Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today. 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years' experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. 
So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hey, this is Reed Wilson, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Yeehaw. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada still with you. And I'm, I may uh, I may requisition via text message and see if I can't get the fantasy standings that we can talk about at some point before the end of the show. Because I am curious if I uh, am, am any better off than the gutter after last week and our uh, esteemed uh, our esteemed Randy Miller um, will hopefully be able to fill that gap in but if you're just joining us well where have you been the entire first half of the show if you're still with us uh <laughs> i'm sorry no no i'm not i'm actually really glad that uh we we've kind of built up a following with this show it's been a lot of fun and coming up at the top of the hour or just shortly after we will chat with enascar coca-cola iRacing series driver and california carter vicente salas uh who has agreed to come on and spend a little time with us this evening and that again that'll be coming up in just a little bit, but uh, we've kind of talked a lot of NASCAR Cup and a little bit of NASCAR trucks during the uh, the first portion of the show, and, and, and Peter, I think uh, th- this means that somewhere during the second half we need to give the Xfinity boys some love because uh, we had a lot of fun with that. Actually, I would argue that race was the best race of the weekend on the Daytona Road Course, if you ask me. I would, too. Yeah, the two favorites uh, banging each other come to the end of the Stage 1. They Obviously, A.J. Allmendinger's race kind of ended there, but then you had Ty Gibbs in his National Series debut upset everyone and put that Joe Gibbs Racing 54 Monster Energy Toyota Supra in victory lane to the surprise of literally everyone because I asked Noah pre-race Saturday, how do you think Ty Gibbs is going to do? And we both said he'll probably finish like in the 8th to 15th range. We were both stunned with our jaws on the floor at, at the side of him winning. Oh, I know. It was uh, it, it was very, very interesting. I thought Ty would do well, I'll admit. I did not think he had a win in start number one in him. But uh, coming up a little later in the show, definitely, we'll, uh, we'll get into just what the significance of that victory is for Ty, the elite club that he has joined by winning in his first NASCAR Xfinity Series start, let alone his first NASCAR National Series start period. But before we do all that, we do have to step aside and take another commercial break. So don't go anywhere because Motorsports Madness, powered by My Computer Career, rolls on right after this. How to be a great dad in 15 seconds. Bike ride, go fish, walk in the park, phone call, milkshake, play catch, picnic, fly a kite, tell jokes, laugh, talk, read a story, tell a story, bumper car, swing set, bowling, pillow fight, cut loose, stay tight. Because the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Call 877-4DAD-411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. 
Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes. On Route 1 just north of Quantico in Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. He wanted to be known for doing his best. His best made him Major League Baseball's most valuable player. He played in six World Series and was elected to the Hall of Fame. Although an honest man, he was best at stealing holes. But the best quality of Jackie Robinson's life was his character. So here's to you, Mr. Robinson. Thanks for passing it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcome, pass it on from the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, I'm Cody Connor, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Hi, Blues Hour. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life, and I didn't even plan that musical interlude to kick off the second half of our show, so that just means we're really going in the right direction. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, uh, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada still with you as we approach the top of the hour, and coming up in our next segment, we're getting him ready uh, in the pits right now, but coming up right after our next break, we'll hear from Vicente Salas and chat a little esports, a little real-life racing, and kind of bring one of those that that maybe we don't always get to give their due or um, in the form of the Coke series uh, on this program, uh, give them a little bit of love and chat about what Vicente's been up to. And Seth, I know kind of uh, transitioning a little bit towards that direction, uh, I think there's a lot of excitement, uh, even with uh, a few things that are being worked through this season. But when you talk about the biggest prize pool that the series has ever had, uh, arguably the most diverse dri- uh, driver set that the series has ever had, uh, I raise Racing's version of the NASCAR Cup Series is really looking up. It, it really, really is. And on top of that, just combine it with uh, the Pro Invitational coming back uh, for a handful of weeks. Uh, uh, I think it's five during the Fox half of the year and five during the NBC half of the year. And the various other special events that the real-life drivers put on, where it's Ryan Vargas with his uh, E Street Stock uh, Showdown or... Landon Castle and Parker Clearman with E-Racer and Car Anomaly 500 right now. Uh, it 
it is a big, big time to be in uh, iRacing and especially the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series. A lot of good things coming, and uh, when we get Vicente in here in a couple of minutes, uh, he can kind of tell you why you should watch, what's important about it, and, and his views being a rookie in the series. But, uh, you know, Seth and I can can dig a little deeper as well and kind of lay out the uh, the lay of the land, if you will. It's the top 40 oval iRacers uh, in the world, basically, because there's uh, participation from several countries beyond just the United States. So a lot of good things there. Again, uh, not normally esports isn't normally something that we get to chat about on the madness. So uh, excited to be able to kind of shift gears a little bit and bring some of that coming up in the next segment of our show. But before we do that, we do have a little bit more business to take care of for all you folks out there. So we're going to do that, step away, and come back with more Motorsports Madness right after these words. Everywhere you go, you hear it, and you see it. It's coming at you through your phone, your tablet, and your computer. It's broadcast from your favorite radio station, TV networks, and cable companies. It's in the stadiums, the arenas, the ballparks. It screams for your attention at the mall. It's interactive on Main Street. It's even coming at you from the gas pump at the nearby convenience store. What is it? It's digital content. It's digital content. It's digital content. Somebody has to create it. Somebody has to manage it. So whether your dream is to write it, design it, create it, call it, produce it, voice it, host it, light it, shoot it, switch it, record it, color corrected edit it code it repurpose it tweet it blog it post it compress it upload it replay it or make sure it gets to where it's got to go when it's got to get there in the format it's got to be in you need to attend carolina school of broadcasting the skills you will learn the experience you will get and the connections you will make at carolina school of broadcasting will open the doors to the career you want in digital content creation and digital content management call or come by today click csb radiotv.edu everyone knows strutmasters is the suspension experts for luxury vehicles and now we offer motorcycle products. Introducing Easy Rider Complete Motorcycle Air Suspension brought to you by Strutmasters.com. You can raise and lower your bike with the flip of a switch. Take those long rides with the ultimate comfort of Easy Rider Air Shocks. They're backed by Strutmasters and you won't believe the low price. Check out Easy Rider Motorcycle Air Suspension at Strutmasters.com. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speed, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. This is a test to find out if you know it all when it comes to children. Name one of the leading killers of U.S. children age 1 to 13. What's the best way to protect children in a car crash? At what age and size should a child start using a booster seat? Don't assume you know it all when it comes to car seats for your child. Go to safercar.gov slash the right seat and know for sure. 
Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Casey Kane, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by mycomputercareer.edu, which is training for a better life. Whether you're listening on demand or live on the Performance Motorsports Network or Race Chaser Radio, we're glad you're with us. And now uh, getting to have a little bit of fun. Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, Peter Strada, Noah Lewis still around the round table, and uh, joined now on the program tonight by California's own Vicente Salas, a rookie in the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing series for Space Station Gaming and... I know we're only two races in, so it's hard to have a sample size, Vicente, but uh, I have seen plenty of optimism and, and uh, really a lot of great things out of the whole Space Station camp. It looks like you've at least been having a ton of fun with the early part of this season. Yes, it's been a fantastic time getting to know everybody and just seeing how things work. You know, With this Coke series, the way it's grown over the past few years, it really has a huge influence by NASCAR and on the NASCAR community. and to be able to be a part of it is just, I mean, really an honor. So I, I'm, I'm going to let you make sure you can correct me if I'm wrong, but California is a rather large state, and I feel like I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess up where you're from. So where are you from in California? I am from the city of Temecula, California. It is huh. about an hour right. north of san diego okay uh, you know my gut said temecula and i didn't want to go with it i should i i see that's where seth will get <laughs> me later because he'll, he'll be like you should have gone with it but it's all good um so while while we're uh kind of introing you a little bit talk a little bit about for those who may not recognize your name as being a rookie in the coke series talk about how you got to this point obviously came through the the what's now the road to pro qualifier series and what was the pro series but um you know your journey i think uh, through the service to get to this point in general has been a little bit interesting yeah i i started competitive i racing i'd say about a year and a half ago maybe two years ago and since I was a little kid, I've, I've always wanted to race. And when I was three years old, my dad took me to Home Depot. And this was when Tony Stewart uh, raced for Home Depot. And there was this number 20 cup car sitting there. And ever since that day that I got to sit in that car, I have been all about racing. So for a while, I couldn't race in real life. And now I have that great opportunity. But I got iRacing and got started on it. And I've had a great time since then. And running the Road to Pro Series last year in 2020, I got a lot of great experience qualifying for the Pro Series. And, I mean, I would say we had some very, very good luck through the Pro Series. Unfortunately for others, it didn't go that way. But um, I couldn't be more thankful to all the guys that put in the work for the setups. And uh, now we find ourselves in the Coke Series. What was that like uh, as far as the Pro Series last uh, last winter when all of a sudden it's the realization of, yeah, we're in, we're going to get to go do this? I mean, did, did you have that aha or that holy crap sort of moment? Yeah, for sure. It was, it was pretty crazy, to be honest with you, because racing the Road to Pro Series, I honestly just wanted to have fun and gain some experience and, and be a part of that really competitive atmosphere, you know? And all of a sudden, just being thrown into this pro series after not racing on here too long, you know, it was it was very eye opening as to how much work goes into a setup and just how competitive these guys are, you know, because really up to that point, um, just doing some fun races, A fix, B fix, C fix, you name it. I mean, it was it was extremely eye opening. 
what made you think after about you know not even two years on the service? Yeah, I can make it to the Coke level. I mean, I I can think of guys your age and younger who would be extremely intimidated to even consider that kind of a run, but you took it in stride. I think if you set your mind to something and you want something bad enough that you will make it happen, you know? I, I saw this competitive level and was like, wow, I really want to do that. And as soon as as soon as I saw that, I was like, I got to go do this and just kind of set my mind to it, put in the time, tested every single week and uh, got it done. Now you're driving for Space Station Gaming and you drive to 55. And uh, so I don't get uh, wrong. Uh, why the 55? I know Malik, your teammate, runs the 11 for Apollo 11. But why 55 for you? Well, I think I really like the number 55. Um, I've really always ran the number 14, but if there was another number I'd run, it'd probably be the 55. And uh, my teammate and uh, one of the co-owners of the team, Will Rogers, uh, 55 is kind of his number. It's always been his number. And to kind of be able to agree on that and kind of mesh on it and, and build upon it was pretty cool. Are there any skills, whether it's hand-eye coordination or uh, tire saving, that you've been able to translate from iRacing to uh, your karting in real life? Um, actually, I, I would say I've kind of had to dial it back. The, uh, the way I race in real life and the way I've been trained, you have to race super, super aggressive, you know? If you're stuck behind somebody for too long, you kind of get stuck in their tire tracks and you get stuck in their rhythm, so you can't do much. And on here it's really the complete opposite you know most of the time if you're more conservative and you save your tires it's better for you and better for you in the long run so i would say honestly i've had to dial it back from real life racing <laughs> now that that gives us a little bit of a segue vicente talk a little bit about uh obviously for for those who listen to this show regularly know there's multiple different classes and, and styles of karting whether it's dirt or asphalt uh, across the country talk a little bit about what you've got going in karting out there in california and um you know how that has uh, kind of evolved for you over the last year or so so i started racing karting a couple years ago uh, it wasn't extremely competitive, but I just kind of raced one of the more novice levels. And I raced shifter carts on the paved road course side of things. And this last year, I jumped up to the pro level. And, I mean, with a fantastic team behind me, Musgrave Racing Co. and Factory Kart Chassis, I was able to win the national championship. And I think that's kind of carried us into this year, opening up doors for moving up a level in karting and also moving up to late models and kind of the short track car scene. So, um, yeah, right now, really just trying to get the rides figured out, but still karting and doing the pro shifter stuff. How long have you been karting? Has it only been about the same amount of time you've been, been iRacing or even less than that? Honestly, I've been iRacing. I, I signed up for iRacing in 2017 and I began go-karting in early 2018. Did the sim kind of uh, light that fire, if you will, and, and you know give you that shove to try and go chase something in real life? I think it definitely did. You know, hop, being able to hop on here in a short amount, amount of time and, and see that I could be competitive if I just put, put my mind to it and really tried my best, that uh, I could do it in real life. Did you think about going pro on the road side of things or, or you know, be as a fan and kind of being involved in that side of, of iRacing, did the oval side just appeal more to you? It's always been in the back of my head. You know, that Porsche Esports Super Cup Series is extremely competitive and it looks like a fantastic scene. 
But as for me, I've kind of always been a fan of NASCAR, even though I race road course in real life. Um, I've always been a huge fan of NASCAR. It's always been my passion, you know. So it only seemed right for me to really put my mind to eNASCAR and try and make it there. All right. So growing up in California, you ha- you certainly had uh, no shortage of drivers to choose from. Uh, if you had a favorite who uh, grew up around, you know, uh, the Golden State, uh, did you have a favorite from California or somebody else? Yes, I would say Tony Stewart is my all-time favorite. You know, I've always looked up to him. But as for someone I look up up to locally, it, it would have to be Kevin Harvick. You know, he is a champion of the sport, really, I would say, top class of NASCAR. And also someone up and coming is Haley Deegan. You know, living super close to her, um, talking to her while I was in North Carolina with Space Station Gaming. I mean, she is just so cool and uh, really cool to see her moving up the series and racing in the truck series this year. So for those who may be fans of the Coke series and paid attention to it a little bit, or for those who haven't paid attention yet, you know, what what would you tell the fan base about why they should be paying attention to the Coke series and paying attention to you this year as we get deeper into the season? Honestly, I think that Space Station Gaming is an incredible organization, and I think there's so many avenues to get into Space Station Gaming with so many other esports. And as for the Coke series, I think the biggest reason to pay attention to it is because anybody can do it. If you get on iRacing and you get your equipment, you get set up and you put in the practice and time, get with your team, you know, it, it's possible that anybody can do it if you set your mind to it. What stuck out to you about Space Station when you signed with them? Um, just the opportunity and how involved everybody is. You know, Will Rogers, Tanner Fox, Jake Fisher, I mean... Every single person over there is just incredible. I I wouldn't want it any other way. All right, we've got Vicente Salas on the horn with us. We're going to step aside, take a break, and when we come back, we will have even more Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career. Don't go anywhere. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Motorsports sales professionals. Performance Motorsports is looking to build a team of experienced media sales professionals to represent our programming to the industry's top companies, magazines, and racing series. If you have motorsports sales or marketing experience, know how to work with agencies, understand social media, and are incredibly creative when it comes to working with clients and promotions, then we want to hear from you. Top performers are richly rewarded. Your imagination is the only limit here. Call 717-749-0444. That's 717-749-0444. Or email us at scorpionradiogroup at gmail.com. You want to ask for Sue. You are a waste. A loser. Everyone hates you. Why don't you just stay in your car and keep driving? I'm serious. Drive until you run out of gas and get out of your car and walk until you find someone who doesn't think you're dumber than bricks. Could take a while, but at least all that walking might burn a couple of calories. You may not witness bullying like this every day. Your kids do. They want to help, but they don't know how. Visit StopBullying.gov to learn safe, simple ways your child can help stop bullying. Be more than a bystander at StopBullying.gov. A message from the Ad Council. 
You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. The Performance Motorsports Network is a compilation of shows about motorsports. From technical to controversial to just fun, everything you like about racing and gearhead stuff is right here on one internet channel. The Performance Motorsports Network. Tell your friends about it. Hi, I'm Jesse Love, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. That's what you call a happy accident right there, a Californian bringing us back from break to talk about another Californian. Uh, Jacob Seelman, Seth Eggert, uh, Noah Lewis, Peter Strata still with you. This is Motorsports Madness powered by mycomputercareer.edu, and we have Vicente Salas from the eNASCAR Coca-Cola iRacing Series and a uh, fairly accomplished carter in his own right in real life uh, from California still on the line with us. And I know, Seth, uh, we, we, we kind of got to... I, 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 called it a segue and then kind of we we got to the end of the segment before we really knew what hit us but i know you had a couple more questions for uh for vicente and your uh, arsenal as well yeah vicente uh in the pro series you were driving for elliot salary sports uh can you talk a little bit about what it was like uh, a to be driving for elliot sadler who used to drive from time to time uh as a teammate to uh tony stewart and uh essentially uh, what it's like having him as a team owner in just in general to have a real life uh, driver as a team owner, even though it is the uh, iRacing series. It was, it was incredible Um, being able to get his insight on racing, what moves to make, what to do on the setups. I mean, it was, it was quite literally priceless. You know, his, his insight after he'd done it for a couple decades everything he'd gathered um it was it was really fun to work with him and still is now going back to uh, the video that jacob mentioned before the break uh where you uh, got your own uh show car essentially along with malik we've also seen another video of malik uh transitioning from joe gibbs racing to space station racing uh are we gonna see another video of you and space station uh to highlight your uh, joining of the team since we got to see one for Malik or was that just um, Malik special? You know, honestly, I think we kind of have something in the uh, back of our heads that we're probably going to create here soon, but uh, I guess keep your eyes out. There might be something on the way. Oh, he's no. got us all excited now. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was going to say, Space Station definitely up the game for just about every single Coke series team. I think the only thing that came close was X uh, getting their announcement done 
by Adam Stern. That was the only thing that came close. Yeah, it it was so awesome being able to go through that whole process with them. And I don't think any other Coke Series team has really done anything close to that. You know, like you mentioned, mentioned X-Set had that great announcement by Adam Stern. But um, yeah, I mean, filming filming that whole thing was super, super fun. Well, some of the real-life teams that easily could have had show cars for their uh, Coke Series drivers haven't even thought of that yet. Or if they haven't, they haven't gone through with it yet. So uh, you guys definitely laid down the gauntlet. Yeah, I guess um, SSG really wanted to uh, make a name for themselves and make a name for us. And they kind of stepped up the game, even though there were a bunch of Cup Series teams. All right, Vicente, so looking ahead now, obviously two races in, still a, a lot of racing left. As a rookie, playoffs is, is kind of a big conversation even in the series where, you know, the Coke series is so close between, uh, you know, all 40 of you guys. What do you see as far as your goals and, you know, what you're shooting for um, for for the rest of 2021, I know playoffs obviously is the big goal, but you know what do you see ahead of you here for in the first part of the season? I really think just running all the laps and getting all the experience. You know this this type of racing compared to your normal NIS races is so so different and polar opposite. And I really just want to focus on running all the laps, getting the experience, and and just trying to finish. You know, top half of the field, top ten, and and going for the wins when they're when they're there and available. What has the experience been like? Daytona's its own animal, but what did you feel like the experience was during the most recent race this past week at Homestead? Um, I think that the dirty air was a it was it was a pretty big wall, you know, I think for everybody. It's something that I think we're gonna struggle with this season and that goes for really everybody. The way that you have to drive around the dirty air and the way that it's hard to drive around the dirty air, I think it'll make for some really, really good strategic races. And uh, you will, I, I think you'll see um, many different surprise winners. All right. So that being said, do you have a particular track circled on your calendar in the regular season? I think I have all three of the road courses circled. I would say by far the road courses are my favorite tracks to do in the stock cars and if not for the road courses it would definitely have to be richmond richmond has grown to be my favorite oval track just in general the way you have to drive into the corners drive out of the corners you know i can kind of take some things i've learned from karting and the way to drive that into a stock car on an oval so i really really enjoy that track all right, before we let you go, Vicente, uh, give you a chance to give any shout-outs, thank you, sponsors, supporters that uh, you want to uh, give a nod to. Now's the time to do it. Yeah, I'd love to thank Space Station Gaming, Steel Series, Champion, Go Chomps, and everybody over there. I'd also love to thank Musgrave Racing Co., Factory Carts, Warehandsky Gloves, Stroker Industries, and uh, just everybody that supports me. Really, I could not do this with everybody that gives me support. And before, before we officially let you go, I think I'm remiss because I didn't start out with this right off the top when we were introducing you, but for the fans who uh, are, are looking to try and keep track of you as you continue to work up the ladder here, you're 18, correct? Yes. 
At, okay, so for any fans who are looking to keep tabs on Vicente Salas, uh, he's got a lot of racing left to do uh, currently on the younger side of the ladder. Social media 411, anyway, for uh, for fans to keep tabs on you during the season. Yeah, I've got my Twitter is Vicente underscore Salas 14. My Instagram is Vicente.Salas.14 underscore. And I've got a Twitch, which is Vicente Salas 14. And you guys can go follow me on Facebook at Vicente Salas. All right, Vicente, we appreciate the time uh, and, and having you come in and be able to not just talk esports for a little bit, but really kind of open this show up to a world that we don't get to chat about near as much as sometimes we wish we'd like. So uh, best of luck in the Coke Series season, and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you back on track, I think, next Tuesday night at the virtual Las Vegas Motor Speedway. Yep, thank you guys so much. Have a great rest of your show. That's Vicente Salas and Seth, uh, I think... Uh, takeaways there um, as we've got a couple minutes left in this uh, in this segment but uh, certainly a lot of uh, a lot of hype around space station and a lot of hype for the young rookie too when you talk about 11 rookies in the coke series uh, i think his name is one that's thrown around as one that may surprise a lot of people before the end of the season i agree uh there's several that i think uh will not only surprise but might sneak away with a win uh uh, Vicente is one of the ones that comes to mind. Uh, Mitchell DeYoung, uh, Garrett Maines also uh, come to mind as well. And just to speak on iRacing real quick, uh, the Carnomaly 500, uh, their uh, Blue Emu uh, Battle 150s are actually taking place right now. Uh, Ten laps into race one, Coke Series driver Ray Alfala is leading under caution. Shocker. And that is a uh, very shameless plug for Landon Castle, Parker Kligerman, and the work they've done with eRacer. That's eRacer, R-A-C-R, um, on iRacing over the past, uh, really the, about the last year or so now since the uh, start of the pandemic. They've stepped up to uh, help create a lot of big events, uh, some big money events as well, and certainly have been very valuable supporters of the esports space. So, uh, yeah, uh, keeping, an eye, keeping an eye on the Carnomaly activities, which will be uh, headlined at the Virtual Daytona International Speedway by racing later into the weekend as well. So, shifting gears back to now real-life racing and bringing Noah and Peter back to the table after they kind of indulged us for a couple of segments here. Xfinity Series, we talked about it earlier, best race of the the weekend perhaps uh you know depending on the metrics you want to use and certainly we talked about ty gibbs being a bit of a surprise winner noah the pass in the grass on that overtime restart because it was legitimately a pass through the grass probably for his age one of the neatest moves i've ever seen a young guy pull off Oh yeah, most definitely. It was, it was something for sure, Jacob. And I think we saw a couple cup guys try to replicate that move after Ty Gibbs said it. Um, but yeah, what a drive for Ty! Another guy there that was fast all race long, just like Christopher Bell in the Cup Series. Um, it wasn't a fluke win. Ty Gibbs was fast, and uh, and he made himself known in his first in his series debut. And, uh, and something that I loved, Peter, is that after the race, we got to see a different side of Ty Gibbs. You know, he was a little frustrated after the ARCA race, even said Daytona was, wasn't a real track and, and uh, or something along those lines, then apologized for it and, and said he needed to help control his temper a little bit, and then came back and won at Daytona, different configuration, of course, but we got to see a more humbled side of Ty Gibbs, a more emotional side, and I think that if he continues to hone in those skills, 
um, in his emotions, then we can see something like a Kyle Bush type personality. Um, not so much cocky, but but uh, but more of a just a a big personality in our sport, which is something that we lack and definitely need, Peter. Absolutely. He was very humble and very appreciative in that interview he gave in the front stretch grass, but I'll give him a little bit of the benefit of the doubt who didn't say something stupid when they were 18 years old. So yeah, there's that. But in terms of his talent, I'm right there with you, Noah. I think give him a couple years, he could be a multi-time cup series champion. I think in terms of raw driving talent, he's up there with a Kyle Busch, Jimmy Johnson, or Jeff Gordon level talent. This kid will win a lot of races for many, many years to come. Championships too. Wow, H- hang on a minute. Back up. Let me let me soak in what Peter just said. Did I I I heard multiple Cup championships on the level of the drivers that you know, some of which are NASCAR Hall of Famers. I'm I'm a little bit blown away there. I might add, but uh, I I find it hard to disagree after the performance that he put together. So. That being said, we are up against our next break, so we are going to step aside and we'll continue with Motorsports Madness powered by My Computer Career right after these words. You own a performance car and you know how to drive, but you want to learn real performance driving. Well, Bunky, get that car off the street and onto the track. Summit Point Motorsports Park, the Mid-Atlantic's premier road racing facility, located just over an hour from D.C. in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, is the place to go. And you'll find that Friday at the track is going to give you what you need. For less than a monthly car payment, you can attend this regularly scheduled one-day instructional event in your street car on one of Summit Point's three world-class road racing circuits. You'll receive classroom instruction, skid pad instruction in their cars, including front and rear skid control and four 20-minute in-your-car instructional sessions from a professional instructor. Have fun, go fast, and really learn how to drive. Call 304-725-8444 for class schedules and details. That's 304-725-8444. Friday at the track at Summit Point Motorsports Park. Green light. Hey, girl. School zone. I'm getting hungry. Car changing lanes. You want to meet me for pizza? Stop sign. Intersection clear. Yeah, street. Pizza sounds good. Ball in street? Girl in street! (gasps) It's hard to concentrate on two things at once, like texting and driving. Stop the text, stop the wrecks. How will you stop texting and driving? Tell us at stoptextstoprex.org. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Here's an important message from Rad and this station. Hi, this is Bob Sheehan from Blues Traveler for Rad, recording artists against drunk driving. I like to party just as much as the next guy, maybe even more. But the one thing I won't do after I've had a few is get in the car and drive. Don't blow it. Always choose a designated driver. Remember, music lives and so should you. Automotive technicians and auto service trainees, how would you like to work at the beach and perform for one of the best car care centers in the nation? Lewis Meineke is now looking for skilled automotive technicians to join their award-winning team. If you're a gearhead that knows his or her stuff or a young up-and-comer that has the motivation and drive to succeed, then you need to make this call today, 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center, located in beautiful Lewis, Delaware, offers a highly competitive compensation plan, great benefits, a flexible schedule, and did we mention that you're going to be working at the beach? 
Plus, there's a signing bonus for the right candidates. Technicians must be ASE certified and have a minimum of six years experience. Beginners advance at your own pace in one of several entry-level positions. But whatever you do, don't wait. These jobs will go fast. Call Tim at 302-827-2054. That's 302-827-2054. Lewis Meineke Car Care Center. Rev up your career. Hi, this is Derek Krause, and you're listening to Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Motorsports Madness, powered by MyComputerCareer.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, Noah Lewis, Peter Strada, Seth Eggert still with you. And Seth, I'm wondering if you've picked your jaw up off the floor from Peter's last statement, uh, putting Ty Gibbs next to a couple of NASCAR Hall of Famers before we went to break. Now, that being said, his win did put him next to a couple of them statistically, but... I mean, Peter still had a big, big, big comparison there. My only concern is, is, did he make a statement when a big win? Yes. But my main concern is how much pressure that he's going to be put under now and the expectations that he's going to have now. I'm just sitting here listening to Peter, and I'm thinking back to the same expectations, the same pressure that Casey Atwood had, that Joey Logano had when he first got into the Cup Series, along with other drivers. And some, like Joey, it took uh, almost, uh, for Joey, I think it almost took a decade for him to reach the full potential But uh, as far as the championship is concerned. But there's others like Casey Atwood, and there's a whole laundry list of drivers that unfortunately either fizzled out or... They got uh, exchanged out, essentially, uh, before they could show their potential. Uh, I want to say most teams have learned that lesson since then. And with it being Joe Gibbs Racing and owned by Ty's grandfather, I don't expect him to get switched out anytime soon. But the fact still remains, I wonder if we're looking at this maybe too big too soon, uh, even for an Xfinity series, because I was talking to Peter earlier in the week, theoretically, with uh, Ty running 15 races, he could win Rookie of the Year as long as Ryan Vargas, uh, uh, who is the only other full-time Xfinity series driver, uh, doesn't make the playoffs. Wow. Okay, there's there's something you don't think about every day, but that's a very that's a very valid point. In theory, if he scores enough points to outscore Vargas in the standings, where Vargas misses the playoffs, you're right. That is a that is a very realistic possibility, and one that I don't even know that I had fully thought of until uh, until just now when you said it. But uh, it's going to be interesting to follow, and and I think he's got a very diverse. Um, Xfinity schedule as well. It kind of uh, is one of those where he's going to get to hit a lot of different track types, which is a, it's a big deal and certainly a big part of his learning curve at just 18 over there with Joe Gibbs Racing for 2021. So you had Ty winning the race and, and certainly Jeb Burton putting in a respectable showing, leading late for, for colleague racing. Uh, and then Gents, there was that little thing at the end of stage one. Are you, are you putting the blame on Austin Sindrick, AJ Allmendinger, or going fifty fifty, Noah? Yeah, we uh we had our own Tom Baker on the show Monday, and he was he was saying Austin Sindrick was at fault there, and 
I think it was everybody in the studio that kind of saw it a different way. Um, but I, I, it really, I think it comes down to both of them. It, it is uh, it is somewhat 50-50, Jacob, because you shouldn't be racing that hard uh, at the end of the stage. Even though you are going for that playoff point, the guys should have given each other more room. Um, now, to, that being said, AJ certainly did come off the corner a little bit wide, left that lane open for Austin Cindric peter and and the uh, and the move Austin made, I think, was fair. Um, AJ went from all the way up against the wall to the bottom of the trial by the time they got to the start finish line, and eventually through the grass, or not the start finish line quite yet, but eventually through the grass, headed toward that way. Um, so it certainly shows that AJ had to come down um, and come across the nose of Cendric. And I just, like I said, I don't know why AJ would make a move. Um, when you know Cendric's inside, why not just race back to the line side by side? I know playoff points are important, but they're not that important that you tear up your car for the rest of the race. Noah, you set it up perfectly. Austin, or excuse me, AJ Allmendinger did come out of that final chicane wide up against the wall, leaving Cindric enough room to get a nose inside of him. Then he moved one, two, three, three and a half lanes down the track trying to block Cindric. He tried blocking him into the next, into the next county, and AJ ultimately paid the price. He got turned off of Cindric's bumper and took a trip through the infield grass tore his splitter up, and his day for all purposes basically was over at that point his chances of a respectable finish were out the window and they were racing ultimately for that one playoff point which kevin harvick showed us last fall of martinsville how valuable one playoff point can be i mean for Cindric, this one point could get him back to phoenix to defend his championship or could keep aj allendinger from phoenix we'll have to see how the rest of this season plays out but i like the aggression but i'm not sure if i like tearing up two of the best cars in the race coming to the end of stage one i mean there's got to be a line somewhere and yeah i would put the fault on aj for aggressively blocking now i do agree that it's 50 50 uh that being said i want to bring up the one point that you just uh mentioned which is the difference between one playoff point well just uh to backtrack a little bit aj allmendinger he was able to get back on track granted he was not competitive at all but he was on track long enough to actually pass enough cars to gain one more point. That could be the difference between making the playoffs and not making the playoffs later in the year. Uh, and that being said, it also ended the day for Riley Herbst. Uh, both Mike Snyder and Riley Herbst went diving to the apron to avoid AJ as he spun back up the track. Uh, Myatt drifted away from the grass, and unfortunately... Riley wasn't able to hit the grass. His uh, Monster Energy Ford Mustang dug into the grass and tore the front end of his car off, ending his day after 15 laps. Uh, so it didn't just affect Cindric and uh, uh, AJ in the end. And just real quick, going back to uh, one of our other points that we were talking about earlier, the possibility of Ty Gibbs outpointing uh, Vargas for Rookie of the Year. Ty right now has 50 points after one race, is tied for eighth in points. Ryan is not in the top 20. Perspective. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, I wasn't sure if you were coming back with, with, with more on that, Seth, so I wanted to give you the I wanted to give you the benefit of the doubt there. It it is an interesting perspective. I'm actually looking right now. Ryan Vargas, after two races, it, especially with the mechanical trouble he had 
at uh, the Daytona Road Course is tied with Noah Gregson for 29th in points. Ouch. Yeah, okay. Perspective indeed. Uh, and it's amazing to see Noah buried that far in points as well. Uh, this, you know, Even though it's early in the season, yes, you just don't think about the junior motorsports cars having as rough a start to the year as what they've had, but uh, certainly not the uh, not the beginning that Dale and Kelly and that four-car operation envisioned this year. All right, Noah Lewis, fantasy points, because you took the liberty while Vicente was on the air earlier of uh, getting with our esteemed Randy Miller and uh, procuring the points of where we're at, and for the second year in a row, we are all getting our uh, rear ends handed to us by one Nick DeGroote from Motorsport.com. Yes, yes, we are. I couldn't do it as good as Randy does, but we do have the point standings here. And like you said, Jacob, somehow Nick DeGroote up at the top. I don't know how he's rigging this system, but uh, but he's definitely doing so. Um, no, and then we have our own uh, our own Tom Baker up in the second position at 209 points. And then myself in third, Seth, you follow. I think you started this, uh, this weekend, this last weekend in first you're down to fourth. Randy follows Seth, then you, Jacob. Peter, you're after that. And then Red and Chris are esteemed producers that punch our buttons and keep the show going when Jacob's not doing it, um, are at the bottom with a slim 83 points. All right, so he- that being said, we've all we've all basically made our picks, I think, coming into this, but we'll, we can reveal them in reverse order, which means, Peter, you're up first. Uh, for Xfinity, I'll go with Noah Gregson in both races at Homestead last year. He lost both of them late, so I think he comes back with vengeance on his mind and gets that elusive first win of the season to lock his spot in the playoffs. And then for Cup, I'll go with Kyle Larson to stomp the field at Miami, running the ball the entire time. Okay. Okay. I didn't think anybody was going to go there, but he went there. All right, I'm I'm next highest from Peter, and I'm going to make this very simple. Xfinity Race is going to be the guy that runs the wall better than anybody else. He's going to come from the back to the front to do it. Tyler Reddick will win on Saturday in his first Xfinity Series start of the year. And on the cup side, why not? I'll take a little flyer and go Kyle Larson's esteemed rival. Christopher Bell makes it two wins in a row. And I'm after Jacob in this order. Uh, I'm going in the Xfinity Series with Justin Allgaier. Uh, As much as I thought about Redick, I just don't know if our motorsports is at the level of winning races yet. Uh, Granted, that can all change on Saturday. Uh, And for the Cup Series, I'm going with uh, the last time we were there, uh, I believe he won, Denny Hamlin. All right. Wow. Who, who who has also had a lot of hot takes on Twitter lately. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he has. Yes, the entertainment factor on the Denny Hamlin Twitter over the last week has been an A1, uh, A-plus effort for Denny Hamlin. And that is also my cup pick, Seth. Um, Denny Hamlin I have for the Cup Series. I'll be in Homestead Miami Speedway this weekend. Looking forward to that. Um, and for my Xfinity pick, guy that did pretty well there last season as well and that's Austin Cindric. All and, right. And just because uh he said it in our group chat uh Nick DeGroote picked Denny Hamlin for the Cup series and Tyler Reddick for the Xfinity series. 
All right, so again, at least DeGroot and I are on the same page about something. So there's a positive. Maybe I won't lose a ton of points this week, at least. Or, you know, maybe we all won't lose a ton of points. But anyhow, uh, let's see. We have about two minutes left in this segment. So I'm going to do one more around the table here. Since it was brought up, Noah Lewis, grade Denny Hamlin's entertainment value on Twitter over the last week. Oh, my goodness. What hasn't uh, Denny put on Twitter over the last week? I don't know where this came from. We've known Denny Hamlin to be pretty reserved on the Twitter front. And uh, and all of a sudden, it's like a pop of personality from Hamlin, one that we all know he has, but he hasn't showcased mainstream as much. And uh, an A-plus effort. I mean, Denny is going full savage mode and some of those things. I think I think a... A critique of Kyle Petty that was pretty harsh, and he and Jenna Fryer went back. It was just amazing to see Denny Hamlin's Twitter this week. Peter, what did you think? If you don't have post notifications on yet for Denny Hamlin's Twitter, you're doing something wrong. A++ because I've practically dropped my phone laughing at a couple of his tweets over the past couple of days. Just so much to comprehend and so much to just laugh at. I, I don't know where this came from, but more of it, please. Just turn the knob up to 11. <laughs> I mean, that's uh, the entertainment value. But I will say this, and I, I don't know if there's any correlation or not, but we've seen Denny go from reserved to being open, joking, making these entertaining hot takes since he became a team owner for Bubble Walls, who has similar uh, personality and joking and hot takes. So I'm wondering if the driver is rubbing off on the owner or if maybe being an owner has allowed Denny to uh, be a little bit more himself. It's an interesting take, Seth, and I don't know that I necessarily disagree with either side of it. I think it could be kind of a combination of both, where um, maybe it is Bubba a little bit, maybe it's just that Denny feels like he can speak his mind a little bit more being a team owner, and maybe, well, we'll never know totally what the answer is. I think only Denny Hamlin will know that answer, but uh, that being said, it has it, it very much has been fun for all of us to take in, and uh, I hope it continues to be entertaining. We're up against our final commercial break of the show. We will throw the white flag and wrap it all up here on Motorsports Madness right after this. Parents, your son or daughter has had their license for a while now, but you want to make sure they're prepared for any situation they may face on the road. High school driver's ed doesn't teach them to drive defensively. They need to be prepared for any highway emergency. For less than a month's insurance, and a whole lot less, BSR instructors at Summit Point Motorsports Park in nearby Summit Point, West Virginia, will teach your son or daughter how to respond instantly and positively to unexpected situations on the road. BSR's specialized accident avoidance training teaches swerve to avoid maneuvers at highway speeds, ocular driving, which focuses driving attention on ways to avoid accidents, vehicle dynamics and feedback, skid control, and skid recovery, threshold braking on straights and progressive braking on curves, and off-road recovery techniques. This is stuff driver's ed simply doesn't teach. So call BSR today, 304-725-8444. Give your kid the skill set needed to drive safely and responsibly on the highway. That's 304-725-8444. You hear that? That's the sound of America's only sports car. That's right. It's a Corvette. But not just any Corvette. It's your Corvette. 
It's that who cares if there's traffic part of your day. And this can be you when you come to Cooper Corvettes. With 60 years of Corvettes to choose from, there's always a Corvette in your budget. And they'll service any Corvette you bring in. Cooper Corvettes on Route 1 just north of Quantico and Triangle. Call, click, or visit coopercorvettes.com. Victory Custom Trailers is the place to go for your next new or used trailer or coach. Being personally involved in the racing community allows Victory to fully understand what racers need in a trailer. They have over 200 coaches and trailers in stock for a variety of industries, and they can serve anyone in the continental U.S. If you're looking for something custom, they can assist in designing a trailer to fit your needs. Check out their entire inventory online at victorycustomtrailers.com. Hi, this is John Andrasik of Five for Fighting, here for RAD, the entertainment industry's voice for road safety. You know, style is a personal thing, and your lifestyle is your business. But if you take it on the road, it becomes everybody's business. So please, plan ahead, designate before you celebrate. Friends, don't let friends drive drunk. A public service announcement brought to you by RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. When Marlon Shirley was five years old, he was in an accident and lost his foot, but he didn't lose his heart. When you tackle a challenge that you just cannot even fathom tackling, when you accomplish that, the amount of integrity and the will and the heart that you'll get from that experience is what will set you up for your life. In less time than it took Marlon Shirley to say that, he can now run 100 meters because today he's the world's fastest amputee. Overcoming. Pass it on. From the Foundation for a Better Life at values.com. Hi, this is Chandler Smith, and you're listening to the Race Chaser Radio. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the madness, powered by mycomputercrew.edu, training for a better life. Jacob Seelman, the High Point Hustlers, Noah Lewis and Peter Strada with Seth Eggert as we wrap up the show. You know the drill, final segment, final thoughts, about 20 to 25 seconds apiece. Noah, you're first. Or Noah's in parentheses. Peter. I'm just looking forward to racing this weekend at Homestead. Obviously, Noah's going to be there, which is exciting for us over at TSJ Sports. It's going to be the first somewhat normal race of the year because so far we've had a super speedway where anything can happen and then a crazy road course that ended with rain on it. So I'm really looking to see who shows up this weekend as far as regular contenders. Will Harvick, Hamlin, Kozlowski, Logano, Elliott guys of that caliber show up or will we see another surprise winner i'm really excited to see both races and see what storylines are coming out of this weekend noah yeah i had a tom baker moment gotta love technology but as peter said um i am excited to be down in homestead this weekend it's going to be a blast again like peter said um normalcy a little bit will be great to see um but hopefully we see another first time winner seth uh coke series uh returns tuesday night at las vegas motor speedway should be a good race and then if you're interested in more iRacing action uh check out car Nobly 500 on wednesday night that being said it's time to get out of here that concludes motorsports madness powered by my computer career we appreciate everybody tuning in for another week for noah peter and seth i'm jacob sealman keep it off the wall we'll see you when we see you folks You've been listening to Motorsports Madness powered by MyComputerCareer.edu. Training for a better life. You can be an IT professional in as little as four months. 
Visit mycomputercareer.edu and take the free career evaluation test today. Motorsports Madness, a race chaser media production. For more exciting and passionate motorsports content, follow Race Chaser Media on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube and visit racechasermedia.com. The opinions expressed by our guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, affiliates, or marketing partners of Race Chaser Media. No part of this show may be reproduced in any manner without the expressed written consent of Race Chaser Media. Thank you for listening.